Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, and I'll be your host of this podcast. After spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted the opportunity to give back, to give back to those individuals that want to get in this business, or for those individuals that are in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. This podcast is presented by General Sports Worldwide and the Clubhouse. GSW is certainly picking up steam in search, recruiting, training, and consulting. The Clubhouse is a career development platform consisting of monthly webinars, in-depth training vault, job board, mentorship platform, blogs, and a focus on mental health. Be sure to sign up for a free membership at theclubhousecareers.com. In addition, thanks for everyone that has supported the book, Hustle Your Way to Success in Sports Sales. For season three, I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path, three key topics that are current in the industry, three hustle hot seat questions, Three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now on to our guests this week. In this business, we talk a lot about differentiating yourself and getting out of your comfort zone. Our next guest did just that to land a role early on in this business and hasn't looked back since. I'm excited to have Ryan Tanky, Chief Operating Officer of the Minnesota Timberwolves and Lynx. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Travis. Great to see you and uh, great to be on with you. Yeah, always a pleasure seeing you and talking to you. I'm very excited to talk and, and dive into your illustrious career so going back to the beginning, you grew up in Lacrosse, Wisconsin. At one point in time, you were a ball boy for the New Orleans Saints during training camp, which certainly <laughs> helped your passion for this industry. But then, like a lot of people, you start sending a ton of resumes out, no response. Can you just walk the listeners through what you ultimately did to help land you that first gig? It's funny to go back and think about that. I I, I look at that as like a great life lesson, right? And so at that point, it was you know, I probably sent out a hundred different resumes addressed to, you know, direct mail addressed to the presidents of those, those teams. This is, you know, 25 years ago and literally get zero responses. And it was, it was a good lesson because you quickly learn, like, it's not your resume and it's what you do with your resume and how do you bring that to life? And so you quickly realize that I've got to go at this a little bit differently in terms of, building and establishing some network of people that I can follow up with. And so it was, it was a good lesson. It's one I I love to share with, with young professionals who are looking to get into the industry of just you, you, yes, it's important to build a resume and have a resume, but ultimately much more important is what you do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Your resume can only get you so far. And and a lot of times it doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. And a lot of times Uh, this is the, this is the cold, hard truth. Like a lot of times, people are just skimming and they're looking at the highlights. And so you spend so much time meticulously around every single word that's in it. And I think that's important, but you also have to know like that, that's not going to ultimately land you the job. It's what you go and do with it. And and both you and I, you know, we've seen a lot of resumes over the years. And a lot of times I always tell people like, I don't really care where you went to school. I don't really care your GPA. I really look, what experience did you get kind of outside? Where did you differentiate yourself as a student? A hundred percent. You know, I, we'll certainly dive into that. You, you did, you did a lot of you know internships and a lot of opportunities and you ended up landing Ryan, your first role with the Timberwolves and, and it took it off from there as you, you sold season and group tickets for kind of your first six years. So as you think back to that time of finally getting in the business, What's your advice to young listeners out there on dominating kind of that internship or early job at hand to really just continue to excel in this industry? 
Yeah, I think, you know, and I, I non-traditionally, Travis, took an internship a year after college, you know, left a, a full-time job in an industry. I just, I didn't have obviously a passion for to do an internship at the, at the Timberwolves. Uh, a year into my internship, we actually launched the Lynx franchise in 1998. And so we had an expansion of uh, employees at that point and the organization was growing. And so I was able to get my first job in sales in a much, much smaller ticket sales and service environment than we as teams have today. And so it was awesome because I, I diversified and was able to do season tickets and group tickets and, and sell across the Timberwolves and Lynx at that point and help launch the Lynx. So it was a really cool uh, moment in time. Um, I think to your question around advice, I, I just think to, you have to be willing to see things through. And I always say, why did, you know, why did we get married in the first place? Right. Like, why did I, why did I want to do this so badly that I would work, you know, nights and weekends just so that I could intern at the Timberwolves and so if you if you keep that perspective throughout, Travis, I just think you're you're able to reflect back because it's hard and it's a it's a grind in those in those early years of being willing to to do things that others aren't willing to. And then and then seeing it through, I think the biggest mistake I see is people taking the exit ramp or the off ramp way too soon because that first 12 months is is a really it's a hard time. You're establishing a network, you're learning how to be a professional, all of those things. And so if you can grind through, you know, those first 12 to 24 months, I think great things can happen. Yeah. Great advice. I mean, it, it certainly is a grind. It's not for everyone, but if you can power through, you know, and we'll talk about your career path today and you, after six years there with the, the T-Wolves and Lynx, you take the opportunity and, and move with the San Diego Chargers, the director of sales and service for a few years before returning back to Minnesota in 2007 and I know you and I have talked in the past that it wasn't this grand plan to come back to, to yeah. many, but it all worked out. As you think back to your time, like why was that the right move for you to, to come back, you know, to Minnesota? I think where you started, Travis, around comfort zone. You know, I had been at the Timberwolves and Lynx for about six years, five, six years at that point. And I was super comfortable, had incredible relationships that I had established throughout the organization. Um, I wasn't from Minneapolis, but, you know, became home. And truthfully, I had never been to San Diego or spent time in California at all. And so it was a, it was a, I would just say it was a, a jump per personally and professionally to get uncomfortable again and go to a place I, I had never spent time, a place I didn't know anybody, you know, personally and having to grow myself that way, professionally jumping into another league and another a role with a little more responsibility than what I had in Minnesota. And so I think it was about just stretching myself and you grow through those life experiences and sometimes taking chances. It's funny because usually when you take chances in life, Travis, you very rarely look back and say that was the wrong decision. Usually things work out kind of the way they're supposed to. And I think that's what happened, you know, in that experience and, and spending some time in San Diego. Absolutely. And they certainly have worked out. And you now that you've been back in many, you were the senior vice president of ticket sales and premium seating, and then the chief revenue officer, and now the chief operating officer. And what do you feel like, Ryan, you've done to really continue to be elevated within the organization? I think you've got, you know, for me, it, it's really simple. Are you willing to do more than your business card says? Are you willing to outwork, you know, people to your left and to your right? And being willing to to do more than than is expected. And so I think I've always taken the approach, Travis. So 
you know, regardless of what my job is, how can I create the most impact possible for the organization and the people inside of it? And if you do that and you trust and believe in the people you work with and for, ultimately you don't, you don't need to worry about what's next. They'll worry about that for you, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And now going back to the organization, you, you talked about, you know, that the family and you, you've always talked a lot about people and mm-hmm. the value of people. And what do you feel like the Timberwolves and Lynx organizations do on a consistent basis to really maintain top employees like yourself for so long? Yeah, we do. We've had it. We've got a lot of people that have been here, you know, for a long time, you know, this year we'll celebrate 25 years of Lynx basketball. We've you know, the Timberwolves were established in 1989. There's still employees who have been here throughout. And I think creating that link from history to present and being able to create opportunities for people to, you know, build and grow careers, build and grow families. I I do think there has been something really special around just the, the people that you do this with. And we spend so much time together in this industry, Travis, with nights, weekends, holidays, sometimes it really, if you do this right, it really does become family. And I think that's one of the things that was so missed during the pandemic in the couple of years of just you you sort of missed it and you got pulled away from the norm and the routine and being able to spend time with each other the way that you know we've all grown our careers um, doing. And so I think the resurgence of people coming back together, and I think you see that in the way it's scaling into attendance and fans coming back to these buildings in, in droves for the most part. And if you look across sports, you know, the attendance is way back is up and, and people have really bounced back. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Ryan, just a few years ago, you know, the target center went through a, another kind of pretty large renovation and you were obviously yep. a big part of a big part of the meetings. How was that overall experience for you? It was great. Like, you 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 know, spent a lot of time inside of Target Center. It's one of the older buildings in the in the league that had not had a massive renovation, and so we put together a, a public private partnership with the City of Minneapolis, who owns the building, and you were able to sort of reimagine what that Target Center experience was going to be for our fans. And so while it wasn't a new building, and um, weren't able to do everything that you would like to do in a, in a, in a renovation, of course, you're able to maintain this great location that we have while transforming the fan experience. And so, you know, we were, we were maniacal about every dollar that we were putting into it and how it might impact a fan's experience and the guest path for, for our fans. And so from premium products to food and beverage experience to the in-bowl experience, ultimately we were able to spend a lot of time. And I think that exercising those skill sets and learning new things for me, I think is, is just made me look at the arena experience differently and constantly looking how might we, you know, evolve this or evolve that to improve the experience. And so I think it's a, it's a muscle that was able to be exercised and, and will, I think, be a good thing for, for me and my career and the go forward. Absolutely. And we'll certainly hit on some of that kind of transformation of that, that overall fan experience. And now, Ryan, in your current role, you're overseeing multiple different departments and teams and certainly a lot of different personalities. As you think about your day to day, what's your advice on balancing time and priorities? Yeah, it's hard, Travis. And and you are pulled in a lot of different directions. And most of these sports 
properties now, you know, we've got four teams within our, our enterprise, right? We've got the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Minnesota Lynx, our G League affiliate, the Iowa Wolves, and then we've got a T-Wolves gaming franchise in the 2K League. And so you're, you're spread thin all the time. And so trial and error, like I've, Travis, over time, got to a place where I use this when I'm operating at my best. I use lead, involve, and inform um, as often as I can. And if I'm going through this, Travis, I shouldn't be leading more than three or four things at any one time. And so can I prioritize and clearly articulate the three or four things so that my direct reports know that, yes, I'm, I'm going to be leading these three or four things, and it's really clear. Yeah. Involve are the things that I want to be involved in or that I'm going to spend time in. Somebody else is going to be leading them, but I'm also going to be a partner and involved in that. And at any given time, Travis, that shouldn't be probably more than six to 10 items. And then the rest of my day needs to be informed. And how do I best consume information that keeps me informed? And if I've got a question or I've got a, a feedback or an idea that I'm able to weigh in appropriately. And that just comes from, you know, trust with your direct reports and creating the right communication channels using all forms of communication appropriately. But most of the things that happen should be much more that me consuming information and then focusing on those lead and involved aspects of the job. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Ryan Tanky, Chief Operating Officer of the Minnesota Timberwolves and Lynx. And Ryan, let's get into three hot topics. Question one, I know you have a heavy focus. We briefly talked about it here early on in this podcast on the value of people. As you think about the most successful people that you've worked around, what are some of those key characteristics? Number one is just hard work, Travis. And are you are you willing to uncomfortably work harder than the person to your left or your right. And I think, you know, there, there are no limits to what you can achieve or what you can do. You have to be willing to just put in the work. And I, I use this analogy all the time, Travis, if two people, if you and I start a job at the same time, or we start our careers at the same time, and we've got similar backgrounds, similar experiences, uh, professional experiences, similar educational experiences. And over a year you know, you put 5% more in than I do, the difference is pretty small. But if you over time, five years, 10 years, 20 years, continue to put more into it, you know, you're going to, you're going to 
begin to separate yourself. And so I think it, it doesn't get used enough of just like, you have to be willing to, to put in a lot of hard work. Um, Two is I think finding something that you're incredibly passionate about and having that purpose every day that is really crystal clear. And I said it earlier in the podcast around remembering why you wanted to do something and then putting, sometimes you just have to keep head down and being willing to push through those moments and times. And usually, interestingly, Travis, over a three-year period of time, people talk a lot about growth and development. And what they really mean is, Am I growing in terms of my compensation sometimes? Am I growing in terms of cult recognition through title and promotions? And then there's the sort of honest to goodness, just am I learning new things? And usually over a three-year period of time, when people look back, one, two, or all three of those items, you're able to grow and look back and say, wow, over these last three years, I'm making more money than I was three years ago. My title has changed over three years. And so I think you've got to expand what too many people look at as just over the last 12 months and zoom it into a a three to five year focus. And then the third thing, Trav, I just, I think just have fun. Like, do you love what you're doing every day and the people you do it with? And are you having fun? And if you can check those things, hard work, passion, and having fun, you've got an opportunity to have a really great career. Absolutely. Great advice, right? Passion, work ethic, you know, and have fun. You're not selling vacuum cleaners, right? You're selling sports, which is a lot of fun. And Ryan, question two is you've now worked with the organization for over 20 years and the teams on the court have certainly had some up and down years. What's your advice on being able to run parallel paths from a business standpoint, really regardless of wins or losses on the court? Yeah, at times I look at that as a gift, Travis, and it doesn't feel like it at the time when you're going through those difficult seasons of of wins and losses. But I actually believe, and you know this, I think it makes you sharper. It makes you more creative. You have to try and uh, sometimes fail and sometimes try and adapt um, and try and and improve. And so so I, I just think we've had a lot of challenging years on the court. And I think as a business, it's made us, it's made us a stronger business going through it. And then what you see is what happened last year is when you do have those moments of success, you've built the infrastructure of people and process and products that ultimately let you sort of elevate pretty quickly once that business opportunity exists. Absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned, right. It all really comes down to people and process. Yeah. You've got the the right forms of both of those. You can excel. And finally, question three, Ryan, we talked about your big part of the the renovation project. And you talked about kind of that transformation of the fan experience. If you think back to everything, as far as the transformation of fan experience, what's the one key element of fan experience that every team should be implementing? I think if everybody would just zoom out and just say, Literally, what's the driveway to driveway experience? And and we don't spend enough time on this of like, what happens from the time a person leaves their house until the time they get home? And where can we, where can we intercept along the way to create sort of a better experience, surprise and delight moments? And so there's times, and we'll do this once in a while, Travis, jump in a car and drive from, you know, different paths how do you, where do you park? What's the experience in parking? Right. We don't, you know, for people coming to our games, it's not just the two and a half hour window of when you're at Target Center. 
it's 30 minute commute to 30 minute commute from, and how do we create the best possible experience at every one of those touch points along the way? And so we, we've done a pretty good job of identifying, you know, seven or eight different touch points and pillars throughout that experience. And then how do we measure an impact along the way? So I think for me, Travis, it sounds simple, but just zoom out and look at it from driveway to driveway and good things, great things are going to happen. No, I love it. It's that, it's that truly, you know, I've always said kind of the street to seat experience and, yeah. and are we inspecting what we expect? Yeah. Um, it, Ryan, what a great career and an amazing journey. As you think back, what's been your best memory? Oh my gosh. Best memory. The it, it's without a doubt the relationships that I've been able to to build and and if this all went away today, I I just so fondly think about all of the people that have impacted me. Hopefully, I've been able to make an impact on and all of those relationships. Certainly, there's moments of games and things where it's sort of a apex of what you do and why you do it and bringing people together and those celebratory moments of whether it's links championships that we've been able to win over the last 10 years or those playoff games where you just have, you know, the chills as the game tips off and, and, and ends. Um, But ultimately, man, it comes down to just the people that you've been able to do this with. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ryan, ton of great advice. Awesome and, and fun to hear about your journey. Now to finish it off, I like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So you ready? Oh, here we Uh-oh. go. If you had a boat, what would you name it? Carpe diem. Seize the what? day. I love that phrase, and I think it it translates perfectly into into a boat. So absolutely. What's a fashion trend that you would love to see come back? Oh my gosh. I don't fashion trends for me. I you know. My only fashion trend I love, I'm an Air Jordan aficionado, right? So like, I don't have a ton of hobbies, Travis, but to see the retro and the way that the the Nike continually reinvents yeah. through retro Air Jordans, like I just, I love that one. And I, I think what are the things like that, that might, might scale? And if you could go to dinner with anyone, either still alive or passed away, who would it be? Probably Michael Jordan. Yeah. Still alive. Somebody that, you know, I think I I remember, I can remember the actual day in game where I just got so passionate about basketball as a kid, Michael Jordan against the Celtics when he, when he went off for 63 points. And I remember as a kid watching that and the trends of, you know, fashion and getting my first pair of Air Jordans and just all of those moments. And so I've, I've, I've met Michael a couple of times really briefly to, but to be able to spend time and have dinner and um, talk, you know, he's obviously done incredible things off the court as a marketer, as a business leader, as an owner of a team. Like I would probably choose Michael. Nice. And finally, Ryan, to close it out, what are three key takeaways you'd give every listener to be in your shoes one day? I'll go back to what, what I said earlier around, you've got to be willing to outwork people and do more than is expected of you along the way. And I think too many people look at their job descriptions as literal. And I I just challenge people to look at it as a roadmap and do more than is on there. Two is find something that you're incredibly passionate about. And so you've got a purpose every day that you wake up and 
you know, if you don't do something that every now and again, you wake up in the middle of the night with an idea and you can't wait to get up and write that down and go and execute, you might not be doing the right thing, right? you know, or in the right lane. And then lastly, like life's short, you've got to have fun and don't, you know, take what you do seriously, but not yourself. And I think having fun along the way is, is critical. Ryan, this was awesome. What a great career. Fun to always talk shop with you. And I really appreciate your time and expertise. Thank you, Travis. I love what you guys are doing here. And thanks for having me on. Thank you again. This is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week.